Wherever you are listening to this, I want you to really take a second and think, is more really better when you're training for something? Is doing more sets better? Is doing more exercises to target a specific muscle group better? Is working on a certain muscle group two times, three times a week, is three times better than two? Is more really better? And you know with this, there probably isn't a black and white answer, but there's definitely some science, evidence, anecdotal practice that can back up and argue that more is not always better. And I don't know if this is something to do with how we train in the US, uh, old school mindset, or trying to build some mental toughness, but there is a sweet spot when it comes to training. And the bottom line is that you only can spend so many hours in a day or in a week training in the gym, going to practice, and putting your body through all of the physical demands that you're doing. And I always believe more importantly is what you're doing outside of your training sessions. If you think about it, even if you're an elite level athlete and you're training about two to three hours a day, maybe six times a week, that's only 18 hours, 20 hours, low 20 hours a week or so. That's only a small portion of all the hours within that week. So more importantly is what are you doing outside of your training sessions how is your lifestyle and practices complementing and providing more benefit to maximize your gains from what you're doing in the gym, in the weight room, at your practices? Stay tuned for this one. Let's dive in, dig a little deeper, and really answer that question. Are you doing all of the things outside of training that will help you to maximize your gains? Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind, how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multidimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back everyone to the HNL Movement Podcast. For all of my new listeners, you're in the right place to hear about all of these concepts that help you to optimize your performance. This is another solo episode and I do solo episodes that go over injury prevention, rehab techniques, strength and conditioning of course, sports nutrition strategies, and all of these lifestyle factors that help you to reach your goals and realize your true potential. For all of my returning listeners, thank you again for tuning in for another episode. I hope all of you are having a great week, training hard, taking care of yourself. And for everyone out there, if you haven't heard some of the previous episodes, you can check back on the library of episodes. We're in the mid 140s now, so there's a lot of great solo topics, but also a lot of great guest interviews. Guests that have come on and shared their stories, their experiences, things that we can learn a lot from and take that information and apply it to help you along your journey. Also, be sure to check out a lot of free content available on social media. All of my handles are at HNL Movement. If you like the content, follow, subscribe to all of the content out there, and also give me some feedback, interact with me, leave some comments, leave some helpful reviews on the podcast that will really help with the growth of the podcast and help other people to find the podcast as well. And also I've been putting up YouTube highlight clips of the guest interviews up on my YouTube channel. So you can go check that out. And also working on a lot more educational resources, tutorials, other content that will be going up on my YouTube channel as well. So just search for HNL Movement and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And of course, share all of this content with anyone that you know that will find some value and benefit from it. 
With all of that, let's jump into today's topic. And it's all about how are we adapting to the physical stressors, stress in life, all of the stresses and stimuli on our body that we encounter through life. And this is of course the physical demands from training, but also all of the other things that we have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. As I mentioned in the intro, you only can train so much in a session. You only can train so much in a week. Your body only can tolerate so much stimuli that we have to overcome in order for us to adapt from training and actually improve. We want to progress and get benefit and get stronger from training. And as I gave in that example, you know, for most athletes or even other people that are just looking to stay physically active, you only can do so much physical activity in a week. Even on the high end, let's say you're doing like three hours of training practice, you know, just being physically active throughout a day. And if you do that five or six times a week, if you multiply those three hours by six days a week, that's still only about 18 hours or so that you're actually being physically active, taxing your body physically. And in the grand scheme of things, we have 24 hours in a day, seven days a week. We have 168 hours in a week. So there's no possible way that you'll be able to even reach maybe like 20% of your time physically training and doing all of that. And if your training sessions are long, I would even argue that the longer your training sessions are, the more breaks that you're having in between your training. So even if you condense that, right, the stimulus that we're putting on our body, the point here is that it's only a fraction of what we encounter throughout a week. So why is this important? Well, it is important, of course, how you utilize your training time how efficient you are, what the quality of your workouts are, the types of exercises that you're doing, all of those things are important. But I also believe that everything that you're doing outside of structured training, that is equally, if not more important, to make sure that you maximize the benefits of what you did in your training session. Because again, there's so many more hours outside of training that will really influence how are we adapting to the training stressors? How are we gonna come back stronger? Is this going to build our body up or are we gonna just slowly be on the decline and break our bodies down? I've done previous episodes talking about that too, how it can be either a vicious cycle or virtuous circle when it comes to adapting from training. Also, how important it is to make sure that we maximize and prioritize our recovery from training to make sure that we're just putting all of our training to good use. The thing that I wanna talk about here is going back to basics, a real basic concept, the general adaptation syndrome. And this was a famous study by Dr. Hans Selye. And he basically did studies on animals. I think it was rodents. I'm not going to go into the nitty gritty of that. But it was just to discover or do research to understand how do we respond to stressors. And stressors could be physical stressors, but it also can be mental stressors. All of the things that we encounter throughout our lives. And the bottom line that we have to know here is that we respond to stress in these predictable stages. And the predictable stages are whenever there's a stressor placed on us, the first stage is going to be our alarm stage. And that's when, especially when we talk about physical performance, performance training, that is when our performance is going to start to decline a little bit because this new stress is placed upon us. After that, after you get that initial stress, then you're going to start to try to build a resistance to it. So that is going to be the resistance stage. And that is when you start to adapt, tolerate the stressors a little better. You just build this resistance. And if we can build adequate resistance and get stronger, that's when we experience super compensation. 
And that's where you are going to get a little stronger than what you started at, a little stronger than your baseline, you'll see improved performance. On the flip side of that, if we're always under these stressors and it's too much for our body to build a resistance from, then that is where we start to hit this exhaustion stage. And that is where now everything's declining your performance because we can't adequately give our bodies enough time to recover, enough times to adapt or build this resistance to that stressor. And before I give a real life example, this is all relative. This is all relative to where we're at, how much stress do we encounter throughout the day or the week, and where is our baseline sitting at? So let's give an example. So let's say we're training. Let's just say we're going to try to build leg strength, right? And we're gonna do a leg workout, some back squats, maybe some accessory movement, some glute work, some hamstring work, lower body calf, anterior tib work at the end. And let's say you go through that, right? If I make you do that too much in one session or just too frequently in a week, you're going to see your performance, how much weight you can lift, the quality of your movement, the amounts of sets that you can complete, you're going to see all of that start to decline if you don't give yourself adequate recovery time and adequate time to build that resistance back up to actually get stronger for your next session. That is more of an acute example. This can also have long-term effects. So if you prolong that general adaptation syndrome over maybe like a year, if you start doing the training too much in a three-month period, you're going to start to see your performance decline. Maybe some injuries start to creep in. Maybe you're noticing other areas like it's taking you longer to recover, whatever it may be. But basically, if we have too much of an initial stimulus, when I say initial, that could be in one session or that could be in the long term, right? When we have too much of that stimulus, we're going to be stuck in that alarm stage and our performance is going to decline. Meaning that until we actually start to recover and start to turn that corner a little bit and start to build more resistance, we're not going to see improved results or performance. If you continue to do that and just keep slamming your body or yourself with that stimulus, then you're going to start to go into that exhaustive stage. So you are just going to not be able to bounce back. It's going to take you excessive amount of time to recover. And a lot of time in that exhaustion stage, you are going to be more susceptible to injuries if you're not injured already, but it's going to take a prolonged time to actually get back to where you were, get back to that baseline. Now taking that example of doing some leg strength, right? If you give yourself adequate amounts of time to actually recover, then you're in that resistance stage. You're building up a resistance. Your muscles, your metabolism, your muscle fibers, everything can recover and start to build back up. So that initial drop in performance it is now on that upward swing and you're building up that resistance. If you give yourself adequate time to recover, that's when you will, in theory, reach this super compensation stage. And that is what we're working towards following any type of training stimulus. We want to recover and we want to get stronger than our baseline or that previous session. And that is the super compensation and that's how our body will get stronger and will do all of the things to build our body up. And you can apply this to anything. You can apply this to conditioning, endurance training, to of course power and strength training, sprinting, jumping, just doing things within your sport practices. You want to make sure that we actually get a stimulus, we build some resistance to it, recover and build our body up so that we progressively get stronger than what we were last session 
but even sessions prior, weeks prior, and even months prior. You want to start to realize a lot of the benefits of what the training stimulus intends to provide. So how does this apply to real life? And let's tie it back into how I started this episode. The take home message is for you to focus on, for all of us to focus on, what are we doing outside of our training sessions? outside of sports practices, outside of the weight room, outside of conditioning sessions. What are we doing to help us to build our body up and recover and build a resistance so that we can come back stronger, so that we can tolerate more of the stimulus that wants to be thrown on us? We don't want to be slowly declining. We don't want to be overreaching with our training where we're starting to build cumulative fatigue. We don't want to open ourselves up to overuse types of injuries or other types of things that may lead to more detrimental types of injuries. And we definitely don't want to feel fatigued and overtrained. So you want to make sure that we are focusing on adequate recovery. So what are some things that you can implement now? And obviously I'm just going to touch the tip of the iceberg, but the bottom line is the first step is to just build awareness. Build awareness with how is your body moving? How tight do you feel? How fatigued do you feel? How emotionally or mentally stressed do you feel? Build awareness with your overall performance. What is your baseline performance? And this could be as specific as what do I usually do on a good day with all of my lifts? Or this could be something more subjective. Like what is my performance when I'm in a normal practice or a game? Because the more that we understand and have this awareness of our baseline, the more that we'll be able to tell when we're not getting back to our baseline. Because at the very least, even with normal fluctuations, you should be relatively around that baseline. If not, it should be trending upward slightly as you're going through off-season training. In season, of course, maybe it might be staying relatively static, but you don't wanna see it start to drop off in these bigger and bigger increments. So that awareness is key. And think about how can you measure this? Objective measurements, of course, will help, but also subjectively. Do you have checkpoints throughout the week? Do you see how are you feeling? Do you have ways that you use other types of fitness technology to track your sleep or do all of those things? I'm not saying that you need that, but the more that we can create an awareness as to how we function on a normal basis, the more that we'll be able to recognize when something is not relatively normal. And once you have that awareness, the next step is to focus on all of those things outside of your training sessions. Start to pay attention with how nutrition affects you. Of course, your mental and emotional state. Because mental and emotional stress, it does play a huge influencing role on how we perform physically. So you wanna make sure that you're taking care of your mental and emotional health to make sure that you have the capacity to go through physical workouts. Of course, focus on recovery and sleep. Make sure that you are doing things to try to help to promote recovery after a workout. You don't wanna be going through your workout and doing other things that add up throughout the day that kind of tax your body more physically. You want to do other things that will stimulate more recovery. Get blood flow to the area. Prep your muscles before your next training session. All of that is super important. And of course, the sleep aspect. I've mentioned sleep on this podcast before too. Sleep is a big one because that is how our body actually recovers. It helps us to restore or get back to our baseline again. A lot of recovery processes happen with good sleep. So you wanna make sure that you're focusing on all of that. And if you think about it, everything that you do throughout the day, especially if you're training very seriously for a goal, all of those other things 
I'm not saying not to take care of responsibilities, but even how you're going to do certain things, it should all start to complement or synergistically work with what you're training for. And this could be with all of the things that I mentioned, but really anything specific. Are you scheduling your meal times to make sure that you get the nutrition so that you can be prepped for these workouts? If you're a student athlete, not only make sure that you take care of your studies, but how are you studying? Are you studying for hours in an uncomfortable position and creating more excessive tightness or aches and pains? Are you making sure that you study and maybe take breaks every 20, 30 minutes to move around a little bit? It will also probably help you be more productive with the studying. So all of those types of things, these are examples, small examples of how we can think about everything that we're doing outside of our training sessions. How is that? complementing to support the hard work that you're putting in in your training sessions and that is really the bottom line with all of this is to make sure that we put as much priority when we're not in the gym as to how hard we work how intentional we are how focused we are when we're actually training in the gym because collectively our entire lifestyle everything that we're doing throughout the week that will help to maximize our results either make it that much more beneficial and we can experience that little higher level of gains or is it going to be a little bit more detrimental and counterproductive meaning that our lifestyle is actually fighting or going against how much benefit we're getting from our workouts and that is what i want all of us to think about again None of us are perfect, but we always can do things, little things that will help us to improve and maximize our training. So that is all that I have for today. So take a look at what types of things you can do outside of your training that will help you to maximize and optimize your performance. Again, if you like this content, go to Apple Podcasts, leave a helpful review, rate the podcast, and also check out all of the other free content on my social media. Everything's at h &L Movement. I would love to hear feedback or hear how any of this is helping you. So of course, tag me on social media, leave some comments, interact with me. I'm gonna try to make more and more valuable content to help all of you out there. So be sure to check out all of that. And of course, you can hear all of the previous library of episodes on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and also on my website under the podcast tab. So just go to hnlmovement.com and click the podcast tab and you can hear all of the podcasts there as well. Other than that, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope everyone has a great week ahead of them. Keep training hard. Remember this week, focus on all of the things that you can do as part of your lifestyle to complement and maximize what you're getting from training. As always, keep training hard, train smart, recover well, and I will be back here. New episodes are released every Tuesday. So have a great week, everyone. Until next time, aloha.